0: This is Unfiltered Vitamin Z, brought to you by Zae season 14, season finale. Thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate for you and whoever else is beside you listening. If you are alone, then shit, grab a friend. And next time you listen to this, man, be smoking something, be chilling, and be talking shit while you hearing me talk shit. That's the way the circle of life goes. Someone talks shit about shit that they heard other people talking shit about. And then people critique the shit that they think other people would want to hear them talk shit about, relating to all the general shit that's being talked about. So, we're gonna continue with this. This season finale is called about moving forwards by going backwards. That's the title of this episode. I'm assuming if you listen to this, that's what I typed in when I published this. Nipsey Hustle, and a few quite a few interviews said about going two steps back to go 10 forward. Overall, though, here you know, for this idea of backwards, I'm by backwards going. In the idea of the micro, but the macro is to move forward. That's what we want to our societies and everything is to be moving forward. So. It's about decentralization. That's the idea. So like you have decentralization, a lot of different avenues and different lanes. You got one, for example, let's say tech. Idris Sandu on his Instagram posted some questions he was interviewed with in a magazine. And was talk. And usually we think of tech creating more problems, answers to questions we didn't ask. Idris Sandu is the engineer behind the amazing tech in the smart store, the world's first smart store that Nipsey, uh, Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace, built in his neighborhood in the Crenshaw District in LA. And in that store allows you to stream and have access to content through the app on your phone that they have for the store with the clothing merch itself and you know this type of technology in ways of just being able to move your hands around a piece of technology that creates a physical action somewhere else the capabilities are really endless and this is going back though this is the going backwards by moving forward because you can have less shit there could be like they give an example one time of you know a uh, a specific type of procedure that only a few doctors could do in a certain area of the world that's going to be a while for someone to be able to perform it. There's not enough medical access, but a robot, you know, some type of machine that could do it while being done by a surgeon and across the world using a technology by moving his hands in front of a computer, picking up the tool that he needs to do performing the surgery, and in real time, this can be a machine that's carrying out that. So that's an amazing thing that could be done. So you have this holographic shit. So it's less tools that need to, you, there's less shit that you actually constantly need to be built. There's less people that you would necessarily need to be around the world. You can have people concentrated in certain areas just using the tech. So obviously you build a couple extra robots, but you don't need to be constantly building different types of products and different things like that. You could use shit that generates other shit naturally just through the efficiency that and a good piece of technology can produce in the most simple way possible I'm trying to explain this so the advance in tech is actually to break us free you know what I'm saying the whole advance in tech that hopefully the idea is is to break us free not necessarily to keep us entrapped in certain things but able to liberate us and give us the efficiency and space needed to live a high rate a high how do I say not a high um, high class a a life with less ease let's work Cause that's the point of technology is to make lives easier not lazy not in a sense of not having to do anything but for the most difficult things finding ways to make sure where human error comes in to make that as small as possible so that uh, that mono, so that can be more and more people living healthier and happier and then you have decentralization in agriculture also, right? It's a nutritional, social, and political with an urban and and country change. You have agriculture in a sense of the idea was to get rid of farmers, to make these corporations handle shit less people doing things so we can create more food. But we waste a lot of food Uh a lot of labor there's so much shit toxic that's going to the food us dealing with food more and more people dealing with food is a good thing knowing where your food comes from knowing how to handle it knowing how to survive thinking about when there are future disasters in the world where you need to grow your shit where you need to be able to live off the land these are tools we are rooted in the nature are rooted in the soil because dirt playing with dirt the amount of life that's in dirt you know scientifically can make you happy it creates the same amount of what's the happy hormone in your head what is it dopamine and serotonin, the same rates that, you know, having chocolate and shit like that does to you. So we're still so connected when it comes to dirt. So we need to be able to have these abilities with agriculture, to be able to understand it, and be able to have a sort of, a, you know, a permaculture, permanent, sustaining form of agriculture, where so much we waste but doesn't need to go to waste. There's so much shit that we could utilize. There's so many ways to have be more efficient of our land. Um, and, of course, scientists are also working on vertical... Um, vertical farming so to use a lot less space to grow and sustain all the amount of people on planet earth but it's political as well because there's big companies invested big agricultural firms you know it's a whole industry like big pharma in terms of owning the fertilizers and seed genetics and shit like that it's a lot of different things being involved so it's, it's as much as it is social and nutritional the idea of What we eat being so impactful and and, and crucial for us, but it's easier to prescribe people pills. It's easier to give you something where I can constantly see you and constantly, more problems you have, I can constantly be taking care of you, right? I constantly want you to be fucked up in a certain way that you can come back to me, me as a medical professional, versus education and good practice, right? Right? going through diet and exercise the most basic form for so many different people finding different regimens that work for them instead of you come constantly coming in taking a pill Con- you know this is all a mafia they all work together everybody's in on it together the doctor is on it. you know get into a car accident the doctors and you know with the lawyer and on it with the insurance company everybody's in on it together for you to be bouncing around from one to the other to the other to the other, to the other and remain fucked up and then financially decentralization, in that area, we have crypto. Like, what is money in the first place? You know what I'm saying? We only, that, to be able to define what is money is such a difficult conversation. We only, this, is, this dollar bill, whatever, this euro is only worth what we have agreed to have it worth. But it's not really worth anything. That piece of paper itself isn't really worth anything. You know what I mean? It's not backed by gold. There's so much shit that's just... It's just made up. It's just made up shit we've created to live in this real world. We humans are the dumbest fucking animals because we're the only motherfuckers that pay to live on planet Earth. We have to pay. Mortgage comes from a French word, root word meaning to die. You get a mortgage to live. Like a bird makes a house in fucking three days, it makes its nest. Every animal can instantly, whatever it is, whatever it has to do, make its house and live and That's it. But we have to pay for this shit. It makes no fucking sense. So we're going to see a big decentralization in what is money, what we can transfer, and what we can use to pay and, and purchase things. And also what it means to be a human on planet Earth because your cost, what your value is, what your worth is and how you earn. You know, I've talked about in earlier episodes about universal basic income versus universal basic services and the idea of uh, as some might call like Harari in 21 Lessons for the 21st century uh, called a useless class. A whole bunch of people being completely outpaced. I'm sorry, outpaced and and replaced because you getting replaced, as certain people getting replaced by technology, by robots, and automation, and that shit. Sure, other people can be trained, but what if the speed of the tech is excelling, is outpacing the speed at which people can be retrained and put into new industries? Because you know, not too long ago, in the 19th century. 98% of the United States population was involved in agriculture. Now, 1% to 2% are involved. It's a complete inverse. So, that's decentralization and a whole shift. And then politics, one, you know, decentralization is paradiplomacy. It's the power and local leaders and cities working together and unifying each other on different agendas, especially when it comes to climate Different cities creating their own standards, different cities coming together, different mayors and local leaders creating their own events, creating their own networks, creating their own policies, and building off each other in terms of innovation for old and new cities and working out what they can do on the local level. Because it is global issues, but you have to think about them on the macro as a global issue, but you have to act on them on the local issue. That's the micro. Think global, act local. And then even with religion... You have more people not identifying with religious institutions. You have more people identifying as spiritual. You have people becoming, and that's the thing, spirituality. It's, it's no longer some bizarre concept reserved for monks. You can think like a monk too. There's literally a book on it, think like a monk. And it's more empathy. More people want a real connection with real people and want to have real purpose and not necessarily through some people do find that through religion religious institution but a lot of people don't want to go through the bs then in the natural stereotypical avenue of the conflict of of god versus science not a lot of people are really fucking with that a lot of people understand are getting more on page with what science is and then the fact that what you believe in is a whole separate entity you know what i mean you can always add what you believe in the world of science but it's it science is what it is and religion is what it is they don't necessarily have to have a conflict that whatsoever i could believe god created the universe and but science is science and that's just, the, I guess, the science behind how my God created the universe. But the theory and the idea works regardless if you want to add God on top. And more people, I think, are becoming more aware of that, of the distinction and respect of different ideas. But also realizing that it doesn't have to be a conflict. It doesn't have to be, no, if I believe in science, I don't believe in God. And if I believe in God, I don't believe in science. So, yeah, I feel like it is people become more empathetic and just wanting to have genuine connection not just because of covid i think it was a growing trend before that i think more people were traveling more people interacting with each other on honest levels realizing that this planet is so fucking small and the more disasters we see how connected is our politics our economies and our weather even you know what i mean it's an eruption here this here wildfire here it affects all of us so more and more will we realize that it is not a small town over here a country over here this town over here whatever it is me and it's you and it's we that's it it's just a human species one species that's earth is so small if we think about it as one landscape and we could all see each other we could realize we're all one big group but because we're so large and we have so many differences not just culturally but physically as well looking at each other differently it takes away from the fact that we are just one species So, yeah, I mean, we see and it's so more connected because we see and hear everything of everywhere, mostly as well. So it cannot just be one country's issue. No, I get notification instantly. There's a massacre in some country in Africa. I'm taking a shit three o'clock in the morning and I get a notification on my phone instantly. An earthquake happens here instantly. I find out when people die instantly, when shit really fucked up happens instantly and In the comfort of your own home and the sanctity of your own privilege. So obviously, still specific shit gets pushed by specific agendas by some, but for the most part, we can know and hear and understand so many different things of so many different people all around. Even when it comes to something like textile, that's another decentralization, right? It's moving away from the products of fast fashion more people realizing, you know, voting with your dollar. That's a very important concept and going from the bottom up, meeting it's a bottom up transformation where you gonna meet people, you gonna meet corporations, at least at a halfway point where they come down a little bit and we meet them up there at some point because by changing consumer demand and put, they will follow us. So we got to make sure that they follow what we put our money in and put our money in the right places. Our clothes are important. Our clothes are identity. Our clothes are what clothes us, obviously, but how and where and who builds them was a concept that everybody used to know. You used to see the person make your shirt. You know, you would have your shoes, your shirts, your pants, they were all specifically tailored to you, made for you. And then industrialization is what created sizes and SML XL whatever, 32, 34, all this type of shit. And that industrialization made great sense for a growing demand and for growing amount of options as well. But we really don't need that many options. Fashion is a bullshit industry, in my opinion. It really don't need to be as luxury and as crazy as it is. You know, there's four seasons, but fast fashion creates 52 seasons because there's 52 weeks in the year. So... I think more people are caring about that Patagonia is such a popular brand because of the sound corporate ethics, because of the, the quality of what you're getting in the in the sustainability aspect, which is a buzzword. You can use sustainability in almost every aspect of society as sort of a catchy word of, as a marketing aspect, but there is a real component of it. Of meaning that, for example, let me give you an example. Of what something sustainable? Uh, Compare sustainable is, is to me to define a good way is in terms of comparison. Take hemp and take cotton. Hemp has <clears throat> stronger fibers. It's better. So that's the reason it was one of the most important cash crop in the United States and why George Washington grew it along with the founding fathers in terms of using it for paper, clothing, uh, the sheets, the. The sails on ships and rope used for ships as well. So the same area, if we were to use the same area, whatever you want to use as X area for hemp and for cotton, the hemp would create a greater output than the cotton would use under the same amount of area growing it. It would also require less water. And it would also be stronger, like I just said, and also replenish the soil that it was just used. That's another beautiful thing about hemp, that wherever you grow it, after you're done growing it, it helps rebuild that soil. So, all those positive components, what does that mean? That means that's a more sustainable option than cotton. So, what we create, how we create it, what we create, what we create with, the the sourcing of the materials and shit like that. All that is an important aspect and ways of living within our means. Because as individuals, we cannot live outside of our financial means. You cannot live in debt. You have to live you know, it's better to live below your means. Understand what you make and what your cost of living is. The planet has that. The planet has what we contribute, what we put out, and how much it can fucking take. And you have to Follow that the same way individuals and households follow their financial means and their financial livelihoods and abilities to to support themselves. Because there is a limit on everything. There's a limit on how much Mother Nature will take. There's a limit on how much we as individuals mentally, physically will take of everything. There's ways to measure shit. Some things are very hard to measure like pain. Pain doesn't really have a measurement of uh, unit measurement because that's something very subjective. But... Atmosphere, weather, planet itself, you know, we're talking about lives, we're talking about the ocean, we're talking about coral reefs and animals, plants, species, all these are living things that each have limits, just as we as animal species have limits too. And we are pushing those limits that will really create effects that planet has constantly seen, has gone through so much shit. And we'll continue to put it through shit. So who knows? Maybe the planet will really look really nice after humans are gone. Maybe we really do need to leave home. Who knows? Or maybe we need to change the way we live. You know what I'm saying? Is it, think of it like a relationship. Is it really, is it, is it me fucking up constantly and realizing, oh baby, give me one more chance, I'm gonna change. And then you do, and you do live happily ever after, or it's like, there's literally no constant way or no even, uh, Sort of guarantee there is nothing how I will change. That's it. It's over. She's done with me. You know, is Mother Nature gonna really just tell us, like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm giving you too many chances. I'm moving on. And we're like, no, baby, don't do this to me, please. Like, I'm serious. I'm for real this time. Like, I'm done with this bullshit. I'm done with them hoes. Like, it's you and only you, and blah 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 blah. So, who knows? Who knows what Mother Nature at the end of day is gonna say. So that is moving forwards by going backwards we need to go back to the land we need to go back to what the ancestors did we need to go back to how they thought to in the spiritual sense in the passionate sense in the simple sense in the agrarian sense and uh yeah continue moving forward thank you so much for listening how long wait how long have i been talking 18 minutes shit, that's that's decent. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Uh Zaid UFZ on Instagram. Please follow on filter vitamin Z on Instagram. Please check out Zaid.com. Sign up for an email list for you get a free music download by signing up just for that email list. You get uh, future exclusive there's also exclusive content, a weekly newsletter, and updates and future promos and raffles and giveaways and shit like that too. So please stay tuned and sign up. And check out both Instagram pages, ZaidUFZ and then filter vitamin Z on Instagram. Two separate pages, one music personal account for me, ZaidUFZ. And of course, filter vitamin Z Instagram page for this podcast. So if you fucking with this podcast, your first time listening, or maybe your second or third or fourth time or fifth time, well, I fucking appreciate you for taking that time to even listen to this. Please go check out the page, DM me that you listen to this, and uh, you know, tell me your favorite episode something. Comment, like, send me a message, ask some questions so I can share here too or some shit like that. Whatever the case may be. Have a great weekend. Or no. What though this is today? Sunday evening. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your fucking weekend. Enjoy it. And you know. Kill your week coming up. Take it easy. Peace.